Hello, it's Andrew May, and welcome to the Performance Intelligence Podcast, Bite Size Edition. This is where we take a clip from a previous podcast and amplify it for you in a snack-sized format. What goes into the day-to-day workings of running one of Australia's largest sporting organisations? Well, in this Bite Size from episode number 36, Todd Greenberg, who is the former CEO of the National Rugby League, shed some light on what makes the inside of the NRL headquarters tick. And the main thing? It's relationships. Todd talks about how he had to maintain over 72, that's right, 72 individual personal relationships with key personnel from both clubs and from internally in the NRL. Todd said the key for him to do this was to step outside of ego and to look at what he'd learned growing up, the relationships he formed, and a lot of the communication style that he learned as a young guy growing up and some of the role models who helped him with this as well. He also shares that while he doesn't support any one individual team in the competition, he loves seeing individual players flourish. And this was a real a pleasant surprise for me that you know, it wasn't one tribe, it was a player he'd worked with or someone he'd had some connection with. To see that player go on and represent or to see that player really thrive in their position and perform gave him a lot of personal satisfaction. Working in an NRL the last couple of years, a lot of learnings you've had, but they're not magnified. If I make a mistake, you know, I talk to people at Parramatta, if you make a mistake, it's it's everywhere. How did you get your head around 16 clubs, 16 CEOs, 16 coaches, all very strong personalities, 16 teams who yeah, believe that they've got a chance to win, otherwise you, you don't go to work? That dynamic and that power shift and just getting that right would be like being on landmines at times. Yeah, it's... um. One thing that you always knew when you opened the door, that self-interest would prevail in almost every conversation. So the self-interest button comes through and and that's okay because people represent their clubs, their interests, but you have to look through the lens of what's coming at you before you then turn that back into the decision. So, you know, I I was always of the mindset that there was effectively in, in a role like this, there's lots of stakeholder groups. Stakeholder is a very corporate word, but there's lots of people in different subgroups, whether they're your sponsors, your investors in broadcasters, boards. But for me, the 16 clubs in the two states, so the 16 clubs and New South Wales and Queensland provided 18 key segments. And inside those segments were the big four. And the big four for me were the chairman, the CEO, the coach and the captain. And it was my job to know each of those individually. So that's 72 individual relationships quite often changing from year to year, from a chair changing, a CEO, a coach or a captain changing. But it's really important when you have a difficult conversation that you're not starting from a a zero base. So to have a conversation with someone, you need to have a relationship with them. So to do that, you have to have those relationships where you can pick up the phone to people. So, you know, coaches I spent time with, captains I spent time with, chairs and CEOs, clearly I had to spend time with them because then when you have to have a conversation, you've got that level of rapport and trust. And it takes a huge amount of time. It's an investment of energy and it's an investment of, of yourself because you've got to get to know people. How do you get to know people? Well, you've got to let something of yourself go in that conversation too. I've got a headache thinking about that. I, <laughs> one, of, one of the things I'm blessed to do, Todd, is I, I coach a few CEOs of top 20 ASX companies behind the scenes and names will remain confidential at the moment. Coach a few leaders of consulting firms and some big business people. They would have, those men and women, 10 to 12 key people in their teams 
Anything more than that, they would say, is too much at the high level. Now, those 10 or 12 men and women would then have multiple people down, right? So a big bank had got 50,000, but the CEO of a big bank has really got 12, maybe 15. You go your chief of staff, comms, HR, a few others. Let's say it's 15. How the fudge did you have that connection with 72 different people? What process did you learn? Have you got a ridiculous memory? Are we going to see you on the chase to take over as the new host of the chase? Or how did you manage that? I'd love to tell you I've got a great memory, but I had incredibly good people around me who uh, provided very detailed briefings. And I was always conscious of making sure I read my briefing notes. And so I was always prepared and, and armed for that next conversation. But it takes time and it takes an investment of time in order to do those things. Um, but again, it goes back to that point I made before. Um, it is about people. It is about investment inside people and you've got to get to know them. And so having come out of rugby league, people say to me, which team do you support? And I don't follow a team. I, I follow individuals. I follow those people who I've got relationships with who I want to see them do well. Uh, and they move. You know, it's very transient nature of the game. So... When Aidan Tolman, who just played his 300th game, is about to retire for the Sharks, he played with me at the Bulldogs for five or six years. I recruited him from Melbourne. Uh, his wife, Serena, and his children are great friends of mine, and and I love watching him play. He's one of the he's one of just the, the greatest souls you'll meet. But I don't care if that club wins or loses, but I want Aidan to do really well. I want him to be really strong at the end of his career. And when Michael Ennis won a, a competition or when Craig Bellamy has a win, these are people who mean something to me and I want them to do well. So those individual connections for me are the most important thing you can do in a leadership role. I've got some homework for you. And you're, you're very busy, so you may not be able to do the first bit. But Wizard, when we get the best bits or the, the, the bites, I'm going to send them to you. And will you just listen to a few for me? You are so collegiate, so generous, so sharing, so giving – so about them, and it comes through. It's, it's been a, one of the big learnings, or it's the red thread through this discussion so far. But somewhere, somehow, the big fella I'm looking at has to do something well. What do you contribute to all of this? And don't give me any answer. I'll hang up on you. Actually, I'm not meant to do that. We haven't finished. <laughs> You're going to hang up on me, right? But don't, don't give me an answer that – you like think about and tell me the right thing. I, I really want to know, when you look in the mirror, what, what, what are you bringing? What are you really proud of that you bring to every team you've worked with so far and every team you will work with in the future? That's a, look, it's a great question, Maisie. Um, probably one of the things I'm proudest of is the people that have worked with me, and I say with me, not for me, but with me, have gone on to do bigger and better things in their careers. And that's ultimately what I'm about. I want people who work with me to have aspirations to go somewhere else. And sometimes this is confronting for people because I don't want people to necessarily leave today or tomorrow, but I want them to have enough skill sets and capabilities and confidence to find the next step in their professional journey. And that might mean that we take a step backwards in whatever organisation that might be at that point in time. But I love seeing people grow. I love seeing people succeed. I love seeing people believe enough in themselves. How does that happen? By filling them with the confidence and belief and empowering them to do their job. So I'm a very macro type leader. I let people have enough rope to fail occasionally, but I love filling people with confidence and seeing them grow. And that's ultimately the great gift, I think, in a role like mine 
because as a CEO, what you tend to do is you tend to do less, but be responsible for more. And the less you can do and the more you can plow into your people, the better outcomes you're going to get. So short answer to the question is to see the growth in others makes me smile every day. Good, because when you first started answering that, and I was, I was enjoying it, but I was about to go, eh, wrong answer is about there. <laughs> so if you could narrate that with the report card, you know, we used to get from school, Todd is very good at dot, 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 growing, inspiring, helping others reach their full potential. Yeah, and the best coaches, I think Wayne Bennett said to me, he said, my job is to get these young footballers to do the things they don't think they can do or don't think they or don't want to do. And so in a leadership sense, sometimes you have people who don't have self-belief and self-confidence and it's our job to make them stand up tall, make them stand up straight, put them in front of a big group of people, ensure they've got the confidence to present well and empower them to do the things they don't think they can do or the things they don't want to do. If you get through both those hurdles, then you develop somebody and they can go on to the next phase and bring the next challenge up. Hi again, it's Andrew, and I hope you really enjoyed that episode. We would appreciate if you helped to amplify the Performance Intelligence podcast by sharing episodes with your friends and with your colleagues by going to iTunes and leaving a rating and review. This really does help get the message out to a wider audience, and I love reading the comments as well. If you'd like to know more about booking me as a speaker at your next annual conference or company offsite, or purchasing one of the books I've written, including MatchFit, or if you'd just like to receive my monthly e-newsletter, which is called the AM edition, that has stacks of information specific to all things human performance, go to andrewmay.com. And we'll see you on the next edition of Performance Intelligence.